everyone, and welcome to Bards Lost in the Metaverse with me, Sean Lee. And me, Andy Mack. Join us as we explore the depths of our creativity and the world of Web3. And welcome to episode 44 of Bards Lost in the Metaverse, a podcast that follows the adventures of two aspiring creatives as we learn to weave magic through words, art and music while exploring the world of Web3. Each week we'll start off with an update of our works in progress before diving into a discussion of our creative endeavours or emerging technology. So welcome to our 44th episode. Oh. We're for 0.025 of a wolf. No. No, it's not a wolf, it's a woof. A woof? You'll get there, keep going. With 0.025 of a woof, you can own a one-off digital copy of Sean and Andy Woot Woot. (laughs) So it's like an ETH, right? Because we're talking about NFTs today. So I thought, you know, 0.25 of a woof as opposed to an ETH because it's woot time. Uh Uh Uh-huh. You could own a digital copy as in an NFT. Sure. Ha! (laughs) You're welcome, audience. I apologise for Sean. Oh, my dear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You need to get better at this. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, spoiler alert, we're talking about NFTs. Ah, I was about to ask you, what are we talking about? Yeah, I, I, I feel like we should know that. <laughs> I feel like I explained that in depth just then, Sean. All right. But now we're going to talk about NFTs. It has literally been one year, I think, almost to like oh, really? a couple of days, yeah, since our last NFT episode. Wow, that's Like fast. in depth. I think it was NFT music or books or whatever we were up to in mm. our little series that we did. But yeah, it was literally one whole year ago. So we're just going to do a bit of a catch up, see the news, see what's been happening. And yeah. Yeah, figure out if it's still a thing. All the news has been about AI lately, so we haven't been paying attention to NFTs as much. We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But first, books. Yes. My book is out. It is the round for sale. Huzzah. (laughs) I need a copy of it. I know. I don't know how the distribution works. Like the printers are doing something in the back end. I don't know. I can't really see what happens after somebody buys it through yeah. like Amazon or Booktopia or something. Yeah, just waiting for a Yeah, I don't know how it works. Copy. So hopefully they turn up for people, sorry. But did see like I had three units sold in Germany. So Danke <laughs> to all of my German <laughs> friends. <laughs> there you go. It's kind of fun. We appreciate you. I do. <laughs> and your Very fine much. engineering. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, so book is out. It can be bought. Um, and yeah, I'm still just like kind of experimenting, finding out how all this works really. So yeah, it's interesting. hopefully it doesn't take too long to get to people because that's good to know if it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Hoping for before Christmas. I know. Else. That's what everybody's sort of hoping. I've yeah. got a lot of people asking me. I'm like, I don't know. Dive in and yell at Jeff and be like, hey, what's going on, Bezos? Oh, yeah, because I think it still says technically it's out of stock. Yeah. On Amazon Australia, yes. which I don't understand because it's print on demand. Yeah, I don't know. I think mm. having played this game before with Amazon, whatever price we bought it for versus what they're selling it for, sometimes they don't sell it to you if it's like you bought it for less than it cost them. So they just say it's out of stock, potentially. It's I've weird, that though. Happen. But like, you can still put an order in for it yeah, and, and buy it. Like, we'll email you when it's ready. Yeah. But yeah, so I've had this happen before with certain things where I've bought something for like $20 mm. 
Mm. And then it's been not shipping, not shipping. Then it's like out of stock. And then I look and it's like $24. So I have to like cancel my order, then shop again. Because Amazon's like, we're not, we're going to lose money on this. But that's not the case because yours Mm. isn't like if I go to buy it, it's still the same price. It's really weird. I don't understand. I'm still figuring it out. As like everyone's been on this journey with us, I guess. Yes. <laughs> it's our first yeah. go at like figuring out how on earth. We'll does get this a book work. at some point. Yeah, it, they do exist. Like I've got one th- directly through the back end, like we directly through Ingram yeah. Spark, and so <laughs> I know yeah. that bit works. So I thought about cancelling my Amazon <laughs> order and just trying to get it at one of the other places to see what happens. Maybe. But my German's not that good, so I can't get it from there. Oh, it's all right. You can just search for my name and you'll find it still. <laughs> it's just yeah. the shipping might be mental. <laughs> yeah, but is it in English? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not in, hasn't magically translated. <laughs> well, the powers of the internet, my friend. <laughs> I haven't done that, so no, it's not in German. It's in English. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. Nine. But um, yeah, so book is out there, so still like just managing that i guess and checking on it every now and again um yeah. of course i need to ramp up marketing as i say every week i've yes. like developed some images through mid journey that i've been playing with but i need to actually just sit down and start making some actual ad copy and stuff from it so yeah, yeah it's it's all on my to-do list yes. but i'm not feeling a huge urgent rush to do it at the same time because as we've sort of learnt through this yes self-publishing journey we know that like one single book isn't going to be like a crazy big seller especially like no unless you're coming from celebrity already yeah it's very much you need a backlog exactly so it's out there it's for sale but a lot of me is focusing on like i know next year's my big write the second book year yeah yeah (laughs) so because i know like once i actually have the second or third book then you can do stuff like make the first one free and then people will buy the second and third and yeah all that sort, all of, stuff. That sort of stuff so yeah, okay. so it's out there and i have enough time i guess to figure it out how to make it work nicely perfect but yeah so that's what i'm doing at the moment i'm kind of having an easy end of the year a little bit i've given myself I a bit of a it's already like a couple of days uh, into december santa's like 20 21 days away yeah i think so yeah that's hectic so yeah so next year's my get on to all book two yeah and marketing of course yeah but yeah, I am. I am sort of giving myself a little bit of a whole pass, <laughs> a I nice, guess, for the last <laughs> part of the year. Nice, easy, <laughs> gradual uh, decline into holiday season. Yeah, and then I'm going to reboot the whole system next year. Yes, and go crazy. I, I think like so. It. That's the plan. How about you? How are things um, going? <laughs> I spent this morning writing brand new fresh words. Ooh, oh, that would have felt, felt good. Yeah, it felt, felt real very good. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I only got a couple of paragraphs out because I had to format the latest chapter, chapter 38, and then do like the cover art for it, which is pretty easy now because I've got all the images. But I had to do the cover art, PDF it, EPUB it, had to check to make sure that the podcast stuff I put in was in here for mm. this morning. So I only spent like 20, 15 minutes, but I got two or three paragraphs out. And I was that was like, good. Oh, this feels good. It's still words forwards. Yes. So hopefully we will hook in. I think I've got the current chapter, maybe one or two chapters in between, and then that final end game, which will be two to three chapters and a epilogue is that the one at the end yep yep and then an epilogue it's not too far no for me um but that's still a lot of words for you it's probably sixty thousand <laughs> words fifty thousand words oh um but yeah i'll punch out a fair few i'll I hopefully also i think i'll start um probably doubling up and hitting a nighttime sesh because i really want to get it done yeah um, pretty soon yeah. at least by the end of holidays preferably by the end of the year but if not, by the time I go back to work, which gives me an extra 10 days or whatever it is. It's not that far. 
<laughs> no, but it's I'll, I'll punch out two thousand words a day. I reckon. Oof, that's a lot. Yeah, they're not edited. They're <laughs> just as I said, it's just when I'm in my just I just spew. Um, yeah, I, I go fast, but then yeah. I have to go back and translate it all into English. Yeah, but... I write dirty. I don't write um, good sentences and clean. I just. Let the magic happen and see where the characters are taking right. me. You can't edit a blank page, exactly. so getting something down is always yeah. better. And it's interesting. <laughs> it's like, good. it's so fun. Like, I started up, I'm like, oh, Eve is sassy at the start of this chapter. Like, <laughs> I just let them take over and let the characters go. So it's great fun. I loved it. Um, awesome. That's it. That's where we're up to. Yeah. Um, music. Are you doing anything? That's another thing that I'm going to re boot i guess yeah. next year so i had a brief play in mid journey again trying yeah. to see if i could create some imagery because yes. there's some really cool ai tools out there to make um videos yourself from yeah, the yeah. ai imagery and stuff it's just trying to get the right image like yeah. i was playing with um i kind of want to have like an anthropomorphic wombat listening yeah. to music in the forest yeah yeah yeah, yeah mid journey sometimes is like where where are their ears mid journey why is there like just a yeah. weird wire hanging out of their heads or like the body was half cut off like inside a tree trunk i'm like okay so i need to keep playing <laughs> yeah maybe um just try get the character right yeah then do the background because then i can mash it together for you yeah that's that true yeah. so that's the plan i want to try to make some sort of imagery and then, yeah, next year's my big rebooting, all of that sort of stuff. And yeah. the plans to make it more, they won't be released like weekly, but making more sort of vibey playlists yeah, that are cool. on YouTube yeah, with like, like hour, that little, playlist, yeah, yeah, with just lots of different music that flows through. Yes. So that's the plan. All right. It's just got to do it. All right. Next year is going to be do all that you. stuff. Yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right, yeah. we'll move on to our not so new but newish section. Woo, new section. <laughs> new newish section. Do, 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 do. What are you reading at the moment or listening to? <laughs> um, all right, since I actually have like swapped over both, I think, since last time. Oh, all right. Time. Hit, hit me with it. I can't actually remember what I said last time, truthfully. So. I know I've definitely finished one of my books. All right, um, so I'm reading um, A Quarter Silver Flames. So it's the most recent of the um, A Quarter Thorn and Roses series or Akatar. A Quarter or A Quarter? Quart. Okay, yep, A Quart. Quarter. Off. Yeah, yeah, I was like, <laughs> hang on, too fast for my Monday morning ears. So it's um, Sarah J. Mars, huge big author and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like the most recent one. I, I can't even remember how many books there are in this series now, maybe like five. Mm-hmm. Six. Okay, I've lost track. But it's the next big one. It's been on my reading pile next to my bed for quite a while, so I finally yeah, okay. picked it up. So, you know, it's about phase and it's a whole, like, world with there's humans and phase and different sections and there's politics and there's war coming and there's yeah. romance. There's a lot of romance. Yeah. <laughs> lots of smoochy smoochy. <laughs> Which is always funny coming at it with, like, I used to love young adult romance and stuff. Yeah. I think, like, maybe I'm just getting older and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and so yeah, sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, for God's sake, just get over that. <laughs> a yeah. little bit like. Yeah, it's not going to matter yeah, when you're all loved up in 40. Yeah, yeah he's going to be like, just take the bins out, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, there's some parts I'm like, keep it outside. in your pants. It's not needed right now. I'm like, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, time and place. Well, you know, when you've got all those... Uh, hormones. hormones. Yeah, Still the young. A different place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of funny for me. <laughs> just like reading that, being like, ew. <laughs> yeah. So just calm. Calm down. 
So that's us. That's what I'm reading. Um, and I'm currently listening to um, Under the Whispering Door, yeah. which is um, by the same author who did um, A House in the Cerulean Sea, which I absolutely loved. Yeah, which is the cozy fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I think you just finished that one last time. Probably. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I've started another one of his books. Yeah. It is quite good. It's different. It's taken me a little while, probably because I loved um, A House in the Cerulean Sea so much. Yeah, That's yeah. taken me a little while to get into this one a bit. Um, and it's very different subject matter. Like, yeah. It deals a lot with death, this yeah, one, truthfully. Okay. So, But it's fun. It's still enjoyable. Um, but yeah, so they're the two yeah. I've got going at the same time at the moment. All right, nice. How about you? Uh, I've <laughs> been going hard on the reading, actually. Uh, I haven't been listening to anything since I finished uh, Lattes and Legends. You know, you just get in the mood and you're like, I just don't want to listen to yeah. podcasts or audiobooks. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been in that. <laughs> but reading-wise, oh, my Lord, uh, it's all been manga, though. But I'd started Jujutsu Kaisen, which won't mean anything to you. Very popular no. anime. And I, honestly, it was a bit mid. That's a bit controversial. You should gasp. Um, you should, oh, what? Does uh, everybody else love it? And yeah, you think it's it. kind of like... Oh, and my daughter, actually. We're didn't both you just like, come off like something you literally just said is the best thing you've read ever? Yes, but hold. Um, <laughs> so the anime is good. And it started good. But then it just got into this Shonen Jump which is a Japanese magazine that releases comic books for, like, boys sort of 6 to 12 or whatever the age is, don't quote me. Mm. It's a very popular thing. It's been around for, like, 50 years. It's just gone into that cycle of, like, here's the next thing, repeat, here's the next thing. And I'm sure it gets better, but I just mm. couldn't get through it. Yeah, that's fair. So I sacked it. And what I did was I started Chainsaw Man. Now I've Chainsaw, Yeah, Chainsaw Man's also <laughs> a very popular um, anime and a manga. Yeah. I watched the anime when it came out ooh, early this year or That's late last year. probably I've heard about. It's probably you talking about it. Yeah, but um, <laughs> the anime was amazing. So I was like, oh, I'll wait a while and then I'll read the, read the books because my daughter's got it. So I finished the first arc of that, which was 13 books. No, 12 books mm. over the weekend because it was freaking awesome. Like, <laughs> it's also shonen, although it's bordering on, like, very dark and horror and... It's very vulgar and rude. It's quite an interesting book. Um, mm. I'll explain it to you one time because uh, <laughs> okay. it's, it's complicated and it'll sound really weird. <laughs> but it was amazing. I've never seen a book or anime or manga, sorry, so well of like it starts pretty intense and then it jumps and you're like, oh my God. And then it jumps again and Ooh. again. And you're just like, holy moly. And it does it so smoothly, mm. like really well done. It keeps like a bit of comedy in there. The characters, it was really impressive. So mm. I finished that yesterday and then I started reading another one I've had for a while. I just haven't got around to, which is called Planets. It's Planet ES, as in how you ever you spell Planet ES. I think it's Planets. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. But um, it's this <laughs> famous sci-fi manga that everyone's like, it's so amazing. It's about, and it's just about these people that collect junk in like space, okay. like low Earth orbit. Mm. And I was like, hmm, all right, I'll get it because I got it a while ago. It was just in my reading list because mm. everyone's like, it's so good. It's one of the best sci-fis. I'm like, oh, I'll see. Ten pages in, tears. I was oh. like, God, God damn, this is beautiful and amazing. Well, that's good, impressive. So I will report back um, in a fortnight. Okay, Because cool. I would have finished it. It's only two, two big books, but you know, maybe mm. you can get through pretty quick. Cool. So, yes, that's where I'm at. Exciting cool. times. And that is what we've been reading. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I did put some music in the last one. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Um, let's kick on with the kick news. Kick on. Let's keep going. The news. All right. Import news music. It's Monday the 4th of December 2023 and this is News with Sean. In Web3 and tech news this week, 
Portuguese soccer star Cristiano Ronaldo is confronting a $1 billion class action lawsuit over his promotion of cryptocurrency-related NFTs by Binance, accused of deceptive practices leading to costly investments. Ronaldo's successful NFT collection launch with Binance faces scrutiny for the alleged non-disclosure of his earnings from the partnership, violating federal law. This legal action follows Binance's recent $4 billion settlement for operating as an unregistered securities exchange, signaling a broader trend of celebrities facing consequences for endorsing crypto ventures. That's tough. Yeah, especially if you're a celebrity, because guess who they're probably going to notice and come after to make an example. (laughs) You doing a commercial. Yeah. Like... I'm sure celebrities used to do commercials for cigarettes, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting one. All right. All right Moving on, on, though. Yep. A recent study by CoinGecko revealed a staggering 75% of Web3 games launched in the past five years have become inactive. That's not a shocker after our previous episode. <laughs> I know. So I put this one in. I was like, ah. interesting. <laughs> the average annual failure rate from 2018 to 2023 is 80.8%, raising concerns about the stability of these ventures. Despite a lower 45.9% failure rate in 2021 attributed to the bull market that happened, Mm -hmm. the numbers surged in 2022, reaching a record high of 742 failed games with an unprecedented 107.1% failure rate. Um, More than 100, somehow. That seems weird. Yes, that doesn't, uh, the math doesn't work there. It's like CoinGecko, the math. I'll give 200%. No, you can't do that. So, however, as of 2023, 70.7% of the 509 Web3 games launched this year have failed. So it's still a massive failure rate Mm. for this year, suggesting a potential stabilization in the Web3 gaming landscape. So the article tried to make a positive spin, being like, it's not the 107% failure rate. Yeah. It's 70. How's that, like, wait, how's so that extra still... 7% get in there? I don't know. I thought about it, I'm like, nah, you failed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So despite the challenges, the blockchain gaming industry has witnessed increased investment in 2023 with a rise in daily unique active wallets in the third quarter, indicating ongoing optimism among investors and users. So mm. Web3 Gaming, super volatile, pretty crappy at times Yeah. <laughs> from the games you looked at. Yeah. Risky. Risky. Yeah. <laughs> do not invest. Also, we don't have any say in whether or not you invest in it. No, go for it if you want to, but do your research. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving now to the world of publishing. Penguin Random House, along with the Iowa State Education Association and notable authors, have filed a federal lawsuit against Iowa to challenge a new law criticised for suppressing LGBTQ plus voices and banning books with sexual or LGBTQ plus content. The lawsuit targets the provisions requiring the removal of books from school libraries and classroom collections, citing violations of the First and Fourteenth Amendments. The new law enacted in May has already led to the removal of numerous titles from Iowa school libraries, prompting the legal action to defend the constitutional rights of free speech and equal protection in education. So let me make sure I've got this right. So Random House and the state are trying to sue... It's not not the state, it's the State Education Association. And Random House are trying to tell the state... And some authors as well. Yeah, to allow them to put their LGBTQI plus books in libraries. Yes, Good. because All right. yes. <laughs> so the Iowa this was part of like you know yeah. we're in Australia, so it's very different. So yes. I don't want to have to like you know explain. Yeah. Like obviously, people in the US know this a lot more than me. Yes, but 
the states and the federal government over there seem to be yeah. very separate, more, much more so than in Australia. Yes, so yes. it's like Iowa State government has made regulations and Penguin Random House and the Education Association and the authors are calling on the federal government and pointing to the constitutional rights to be like, no, Iowa, your state legislation is against the federal legislation. Yeah. Which makes sense, like freedom of speech and stuff. Like, that's a massive thing over yeah. there. Don't they like freedom? Yeah. Mm. So, you're banning books. <laughs> Awkward. Yes. But that was interesting to see that, yeah, an actual lawsuit is now being pushed against to try yeah. to fight it. Yes, so I've like, seen some very interesting stuff that we won't get into now, but yes. Yes. Cool. All right, and last one. Smashwords is hosting its annual end-of-year sale from December 15th to January 1st, featuring book discounts ranging from 25% off to a whopping 100% off, <laughs> making some titles free. Yeah, at least you're not getting 110% off. 107.7% Charging the authors <laughs> to read their books. Yeah. So authors using Draft2Digital can sign up their e-books for the sale through their My Books page in their Draft2Digital account with additional promotional resources provided to maximise participation in this thrilling end-of-year celebration. It's a prime opportunity for authors to engage readers and showcase their work as the year comes to a close. And you might just find Agent Mother Other will be discounted by 75%. Get it! (laughs) Good for anyone who uses Smashwords, so go get it if you do like that little platform from the 15th. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Excellent. All right. And that, my friends, is News with Sean. All right, let's get into this episode. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we're talking NFTs. We're doing just a rehash today. We're not going to explain NFTs. I'll do a very quick overview yes, of what they are, just to remind people, because it has literally been a year, and then we'll get into sort of what's been happening with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, okay. that sounds good. So NFT stands for non-fungible token. It's a type of digital asset that represents ownership or proof of authenticity of a unique item or piece of content using blockchain technology. Unlike cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin or Ethereum, which are fungible and can be exchanged on a one-to-one basis, NFTs are unique and cannot be exchanged on a like-for-like basis. NFTs are often used to represent digital art, music, videos, virtual real estate, or other digital or digitized assets. Each NFT is stored on a blockchain, typically on platforms like Ethereum, and contains metadata that specifies the unique characteristics of the asset. This technology has gained significant attention in the art and entertainment industries, providing creators with a new way to monetize and protect their digital works. The ownership and transaction history of the NFTs are transparent and verifiable due to decentralized nature of blockchain technology. Mm. Yes, so Mm -hmm. if you want to go a bit deeper into NFTs, episodes 9, 11 and 13. Yeah. Are the ones you want to listen to where we really get into the difference between NFT, what an NFT is, art NFTs, music, books, etc. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so go back and have a listen to them if you want to rehash. And get into the whole back end and the tech yes. back end and stuff of yes. them. As technical as we are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we got? What's been happening in the world of NFTs in the last year, Sean? Well, yeah, we thought like we'd probably just like have a look around mostly for just different news sort of stuff mm. of what's been going on, just mm-hmm. to sort of touch base with it. Because as we said, it's like earlier, there's just been so much about AI and everything, I think yeah. this year especially, that we haven't been paying as much attention. So it'd be good to try yeah. to jump back in and just see what's going on. All right. So one thing that I saw that's going on yeah. <laughs> is Universal Music Group's NFT band, yeah. Kingship, featuring yep. characters from Bored Ape Yop Club. I can't they speak today. Bored Ape Yacht Club. Correct. There we go. Yep. NFT avatars has expanded into Roblox with the launch of ah. an interactive world called Kingship Island. So we talked a lot about Board 8 Yacht Club 
like in all those previous yes. episodes and stuff. They're probably one of the biggest NFTs out there. Yeah, them and um, CryptoPunks, I think. Yeah, so you should have heard of them <laughs> if you yeah, haven't. Yeah. Do some news search. <laughs> so in this um, Roblox game, players embark on a quest to reunite the band members, earning free in-game items and avatar emotes during the first six weeks after launch. Kingship also offers animated avatar accessories using Roblox facial animation technology available for purchase, and holders of the Kingship keycard and Ethereum NFT pass receive special Roblox badges and floating villa access. Okay. So it's kind of just an example of like how, so we've known Board at Your Club have been around for a while. Yeah. So they've actually started collaborating with Roblox, which is also one yeah, of the yep. biggest sort of metaverse-y, Game gamey things. things. Yeah. And just that's where they're sort of like moving to, I think, like starting to see like, is there a way to bring these traditionally just like an art NFT sort of thing that you could use as a profile picture? Seems like it's starting to move towards moving it into metaverse land a bit more. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. 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 Yeah. But yeah, that was one interesting one I found. Excellent. Do you want me to do the next one? Go for it. Okay. JP Morgan, uh, in a research report released on Thursday, the 30th of November noted that there is a tentative revival in DeFi and NFT markets in recent months. Mm. And they attribute this uh, uptick or uptake to expectations of US approval for a spot Bitcoin ETF. Oh, what's an ETF again? Exchangeable. Oh. <laughs> My brain's died. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> You're looking at me. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ETF. We've talked about these, but I've had a brain fart. Anyway, so the ETF, which has been boosted sentiment in the crypto space. Yeah, so I so, guess it's like that US sort of Yeah, they're like, oh, okay, people are it. taking it serious, so we should have a look into it. Mm. Okay. So despite the positive signs, JP Morgan remains cautious, stating it's too early to be overly optimistic about the medium-term trajectory of DeFi and NFT activity. The bank acknowledges some recovery in DeFi, citing increased trading activity and the role of liquid staking by Lido. Uh, while also noting the rise of new chains of and DeFi protocols in the past year. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a bit more DeFi focused. Yes. So decentralized finance. Well, I think yes. we do also have an episode on yep, that. We do. Well back somewhere. Don't ask me which number it is. <laughs> You'll probably find it if you yes. go searching. Um, but yeah, so that there have been some movements still in DeFi and um, it's probably important to understand how blockchain and NFT sort of are utilized in that yeah. space a bit. Yeah. As I said, it's starting to become... I think we've talked about it over the past year. Yeah. Like all this stuff starting to get more regulated. Yes. When with that comes a bit more trust and safety, but it also goes a little bit against about how they're designed, etc. So yeah, interesting to see where that space ends. I'd say like if anything, that's what I probably have noticed the most over this last year. I don't think yeah. there's been any like breakthrough technological advances in no. this space, but there has been a lot more government discussions and probably like policy pushes to try to grip up this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah it went like, pretty wild west there for a while. Yeah. So they haven't, of course, like grouped it up yet, but there are movements from all governments around the world to try yeah. to start dealing with this a bit more. Yes. All right. But yeah, utility NFTs is the next one I put in there because they're a different type of NFT. Yes. And I thought I'd just have a little bit of a reminder for what they exactly are. Okay. So utility NFTs offer immediate value through privileges like unlocking premium content, providing memberships, and allowing holders to redeem rewards. Their value stems from real-world items or experiences with rarity and popularity contributing to their intrinsic value. Technically, utility NFTs are similar to regular NFTs, utilizing blockchain for uniqueness, ownership, and authenticity. 
but they are distinct by being directly linked to specific items or experiences and are minted on decentralized networks with smart contract standards tailored for NFTs. One industry NFTs can be used for is the agricultural industry, where they can provide a more transparent, efficient, and secure way to manage supply chains. So I have a real world example we're going to like read through, but I feel like utility NFTs like are, I I personally feel are probably the area where NFTs are going to have the most like use and where they really can probably start to shine. Like this is sort of the stuff that we've talked about where like your tickets for concerts that you're going to might be issued to you as an NFT or there's supply chain tracking and all these sort of practical uses. Yeah. Real world. How can I make my life easier stuff? Yes. Cool pictures of monkeys. Exactly. So I think this is definitely the space I think will grow at some point once they figure out a lot more of the like, Policy, I guess, and sustainability and all that sort of stuff. So a real-world example, though, in the agriculture industry is um, Dimitra. I don't think I pronounced that right. Dimitra. We'll go with that. Is revolutionizing farming with utility NFTs, starting with avocados. Oh, yeah. The company has recently launched an NFT series in collaboration with One Million Avocados, a Kenya-based startup. These NFTs enable individuals to sponsor avocado trees for $50, providing farmers with essential resources like seedlings and fertilizers, as well as digital platform access and sensors. Uh Dimitra is also developing a crop certificate program where through a Web3 interface, investors provide a loan through a regulated crowdfunding process and get premiums repaid from the proceeds of the crop harvest. This unique approach improves security, combating avocado theft in Africa. Unlike traditional loans, which are challenging for avocado farmers due to the crop's long maturation period. As the trees grow, investors share in the rewards. In the second year, an avocado tree may produce one fruit, but by the 10th, it can yield 300 to 400 kilos. And considering today's export prices, farmers can earn three times more than the domestic markets. What's more, they don't need to pay premiums on loans before generating revenue. Ah, I see now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dimitar's NFT launch begins with 1,000 avocado trees as a pilot in the fall of 2023, which is probably fall over in the Northern Hemisphere, so our spring (laughs) and the Southern, (laughs) with plans to expand into mangoes, cocoa, and other crops. By implementing blockchain and NFTs, Dimitras empowers farmers, investors, and philanthrop... Oh, my gosh. Philanthropic. Philanthropic. Oh, yeah. That's probably close enough. Sponsors in AgTech, demonstrating the transformative potential of this technology in agriculture. So it's an interesting little real-world example, I think, of how you can use this, I guess, DeFi sort of system and NFTs to actually get invest directly into farmers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so you literally, like, invest in a tree. Yeah. And the tree is the NFT as far you, like, that's how you prove that that's your tree. Yeah. And then as it grows, you get a return of investment on it. On the avocados that yeah. it grows. and the farmers get that initial Boost startup finance, but then they obviously pay that off over time. Yeah. Yeah, super interesting. That's, it's very interesting. It's like it, a share, really. Yeah. It kind of opens of up. That. I kind of like this stuff in how, like, it opens up the world to be able to invest in even, like, tiny little things on the other side of the world, which these, you know, little farmers in, like, a small little area, they wouldn't potentially be able to see these investors otherwise. Well, yeah, they don't have to go to a, like, initial listing or whatever it is on the stock market. Yeah. Uh, That's an interesting one. I wonder how they do stocks and what the Yeah. hmm. I don't know if it's, like, they allocate NFT or track utility NFTs against, like, 
each avocado or something? I don't know. I well, your tree would produce it. X amount, I guess. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what the it. farmers are doing, right? Because, like, yeah. obviously that's super easy if you can just, like, scan and weigh and then and it all happens. But yeah. I don't know what the, like, ICT infrastructure is yeah, out this, in farm lands in Africa. So, who knows? I know. So, that's yeah. why I thought this was a, it's an interesting one. So, it's getting yeah. used in some funky ways, I guess. Yeah, like, that sounds practical. It's like you're getting, you're literally mm. buying a share. Yeah. And you're watching the return of investment and that's proof that you've bought it, but it's not a share market listed share, so it doesn't have to be yeah. necessarily covered under ASX or whatever it is. Which I guess is part of like why people, like why DeFi was created, right? Yeah. Part of it's supposed to be, it's decentralized and stuff, and you can invest directly in yeah, stuff. Yeah, things so you like. Yeah, that's you can cool. drag I like straight that. into the farmer. I like that. <laughs> so interesting, little yes. ones. Do you want to lead us off with NFT art? Now? Yes, I will. I did a little bit of research. I don't know if I put it in here in the notes. Um, oh, there's a lot. Um, yeah, sorry, I went a bit crazy. You did. That's all right. We'll get there. <laughs> um, I had a look on OpenSea to yep. see how much stuff was still worth, and I think the top CryptoPunk and Bored Ape still cost about 40 mil. Yeah, they're, they're, they haven't gone down. No, I was surprised because <laughs> I'm like, I've not heard a thing about an NFT Yeah. outside of the odd scam from like some ex-porn star or some like B-grade celebrity with an Instagram account Yeah. Um, for a long time. But no, they are still they're worth still out there. lots of cash. And I don't know if that's tied to obviously the crypto market because, mm. you know, if it's worth 10 ETH or 10 Bitcoin, a year ago versus now, what's the, you know... Yeah, that's true. Five years ago. It so. probably is. Yeah, it might be a bit. But there was still some very expensive, mm. very, very expensive NFTs on the market. I can but imagine. Anyway. Um, do you, I'll do the first one if you want, because right, I put this it. one in just because I thought it was quite interesting. All right, I'll do the next one. So cause... it's a bit of an example of, like, an intersection, I guess, between these digital NFT art mm-hmm. and real world. <laughs> mm. So practical stuff again. Artist um, Def Beef has revealed a collection of tokenized sculptures atop a remote glacial boulder in southern Argentina, creating an immersive art experience. Uh, what? <laughs> I know. The sculptures known as hash marks mm-hmm. symbolize the one-way process of blockchain networks with 50 auctioned to the highest bidders and 50 distributed to Bright Moments community members through a raffle. Each sculpture connects to a corresponding digital token on the Ethereum network containing a unique image of the holder's sculpture and can be shared or kept private. The unveiling took place at the Glacial Erratic in Patagonia, offering a distinct and irreplaceable experience for the collection's <laughs> owners. And you can find pictures of the artworks from the link that we'll have in show notes when I do them. Yes. And there's also pictures of all the people who bought these things. They literally all travelled there. They all met up on this top of this glacier in yeah. Patagonia and he revealed the, they're literally like tiny little sculptures. Good? I'm clicking on the link. They're tiny. They're like I was quite surprised by how small they were. I was expecting like really big things to be on top yeah. of this mountain. But it's just like a little box. But it literally... They sold these things. They also have an NFT associated with them. So you own the NFT, but you also get to own the tiny actual little sculpture. And all of the owners were encouraged to come and meet on this mountaintop to reveal oh, it. Is it tiny. Yeah, yeah. It just They're thought like that was so interesting. Five centimeters by five centimeters. They almost kind of look like stamps. I feel yeah, they like. do. Yeah. <laughs> like little square rectangle things. Yeah, wow. But just a fascinating, like, weird cross section of, like, it's like art the tree, and. Almost. Like all the stuff together. It's well, like the avocado, right? It's the same thing. You've bought it, an yeah. NFT, but it's also a real thing. Yeah. 
and then he managed proof. to get them all together and they all celebrated art together. And yeah, yeah, I feel like if you're purchasing rare glacier <laughs> art, you can probably afford to like travel to fly Patagonia. your private jet over there. Yeah, yeah. With your crypto money. But yeah, but I just thought it was so interesting and a very right. unique cool. little NFT art. It's very arty. Thing. And I like that. I appreciate that. I do. It's, not just it's a, different. <laughs> yeah, it's not an AI generated image of a monkey. Yeah. It's could, very cool. Could have just like put them online or something, but no, went the distance to be like, nope, well, it's going to be where released. Well, the value lies, right? Like if you want to see the holy <laughs> stamp collection of Glacier Goodness, <laughs> you've got to go on a quest. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I like it. I mean, There you go. Do you want right. to do the next one? <laughs> I would because I do like Azuki. Um, Azuki Dow, so a decentralized autonomous organization associated with the Azuki NFT collection, has recently rebranded to Bean. Mm. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Because mm. I, I follow I know, Azuki. I put this one in, so I was like, yeah, hey. I, I follow Azuki on um, Instagram and Twitter, but mm. I didn't notice that. Um, yeah, so it's been called Bean and dropped a proposed lawsuit against its founder, Zagabond Associated. Oh, hang on. That's a weird sentence. There should be a comma probably after Zagabon. Okay, Zagabon. Associated with a 39 million NFT mi- minting incident. Ooh. So, yeah, so the Dow was going to, um, I guess they've now dropped the lawsuit they were going to allege uh, against the founder. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. Because I, I know Azuki's the artist. I didn't wasn't sure if he was also the founder or this the founder of the DAO. Don't know how it works. Okay. Yeah, Interesting. I was a bit like, what is this? Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. For a reminder, Azuki was a collection of 10,000 generative avatar NFTs launched on January 12, 2022, similar to other PFP NFT projects. Each token within the Azuki collection was a, the result of a randomized selection of traits and they stuck to an anime style, probably why I like it. And they're all like samurais and skateboarders and yeah. stuff, so it's very much up my alley. Um, so the DAO now plans to become a meme coin project mm. within the Ethereum Layer 2 Blast ecosystem, securing $10 million from prominent investors for development. The Bean meme coin <laughs> will have <laughs> have a total supply of $1 billion. And despite a previous token supply plan, developers clarified that 50% of... Dollar beans or bean dollars. Oh, this is here we go. Bean coins, I guess. Yeah, bean coins was allocated to the Azuki DAO community for an airdropped of Azuki series NFTs, with the remaining tokens in the treasury and allocated to Zagabon. Okay, so the remaining tokens are in the treasury or allocated to yeah Zagabon. So it's either gone to people who already own Azuki NFTs that yeah. are in the DAO, or it's been put yeah, back into the treasury. That makes. Whilst I didn't notice all that silliness, it makes sense because, like, Azuki were like, hey, Andy Mac, get a get an NFT. Like, mm. sign up for a drop. And I was like, well, you're obviously a scam. Um, yeah, I instantly think, like, airdrops are scams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> noting that they had a bit of a rough time, maybe they were out there trying to uh, mm. push their NFTs a bit more. It sounds like, like, I don't know the details. Like, I'd have to go looking. I'm kind yeah. of interested now about what the $39 million NFT minting incident was that they were potentially going to bring a lawsuit yeah. against. But that's obviously been dropped. They've obviously found yeah. a way forward. Super interesting because Azuki mm. had like proper shows in New York and stuff, like yeah. actual live art. And there was like a Azuki town of some sort where they set up a bit in, I think it was Greenwich Village, like half a street. And they made it like a little theme park for the art and stuff. It looked really cool. Interesting. And then obviously the, the crypto kitties got a hold of it and... 
Yeah, so now they're moving into becoming a, a meme coin project. Let's, let's dive into that for news with Sean next week. I want yeah. to do some, look, do some looking. All right. Okay, 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 okay. All right, next, what do we got? All right, so I also had a quick look and I found an article that talked about the top 10 NFT art projects of 2023. Right, it is. What are they? So Analyx Insights has revealed the top 10 NFT projects of 2023 that are transforming the blockchain sector. These projects leverage blockchain to revolutionize the digital art industry by producing NFTs, allowing artists to sell unique goods directly to consumers and eliminating traditional intermediaries. Each of these has contributed to the accessibility and profitability of the digital art market while utilising NFTs for your ownership, uniqueness and authenticity. That's their little spiel, of course. Yeah, I can tell. I can <laughs> By the way, you read it. I read it very quickly for you. Yes. But yes, but number one, of course. CryptoPunks. Yes. <laughs> so 10,000 pixelated characters with varying rarity and attributes are gathered together. One of the most well-known and pioneering NFT initiatives on the Ethereum network and over $500 million US paid for the cool, costliest, sorry, for the costliest, coolest, the costliest, the most expensive CryptoPunks. So someone paid $500 million US for one of them. I, I... See, I don't think they actually paid that. I reckon they just shared some of their Bitcoin. Could be. Or be more of it. Yeah, That's I don't true. think someone's like, go get 500 mil out. I reckon yeah. they're like, oh, I have 10 Bitcoin. That's I true. Started Bitcoin and I've got 400 of them. Yeah, true. Something weird like that. <laughs> Number two is Board 8 Yacht Club. Yes. With 10,000, again, distinct ape avatars with a range of characteristics and accessories. One of the most significant and fruitful NFT initiatives ever. And exclusive advantages and communities are available to. Basie, I don't know what that stands for. NFT owners. <laughs> Board Ape Yacht Club. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you just read it. That's all right. Uh, my brain. <laughs> I got there. Yes. Number three, Axie Infinity. Yeah. Blockchain and NFTs combine to create a virtual pet universe in a game. Gamers may trade, fight, and breed their axes or creatures. One of the first games to use the play-to-earn model, and it features its economy and currency. Mm, we talked about Mm. Played it on the other day. Art blocks. Yes. Generative art NFTs can be created and collected on this platform by artists and collectors. The buyer's input and the artist's code are used to develop an algorithm that creates each NFT. Okay. Some of the most sought-after NFT collections like Chromie, Squiggle, Fidenza, and Ringers are available on the site. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> feel old when I see names like that and be like, you can't be serious. I know. <laughs> All right, number five on the list is Mutant Ape Yacht Club. Yeah. So this had 20,000 mutant apes produced with a unique serum. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just zombie, <laughs> zombie board ape yacht clubs. That's all it is. That's the only difference. <laughs> oh, dear. And so some of them were distributed through an airdrop as well. Okay. Let's go to number six. All right. You go for it. All right. Uh, Yubo, a mm. set of 10,000 adorable and vibrant NFT characters that embody various personalities and emotions. Mm-hmm. With the help of its thriving and diverse community, the project hopes to transmit happiness and optimism. Aww. Oh, God. It hurts when I say it. I like uh, it. Name, bio, and story are all unique to each Uber. Oh, I'm sure that business company is trying to make happiness profits. Um, sorry. Shouldn't be like that. Number seven. <laughs> so cynical. Crypto Baristas. That's baristas, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. A collection of 10,000 coffee-themed NFT characters that celebrate the culture and diversity of coffee lovers. <laughs> oh, it's hard. It's hard to. I love to, some of hard. these things. It's, it's like hard. fascinating. 
Oh, God. The project also supports fair trade and sustainability by donating a proportion of its sales to coffee farmers and for environmental causes. Nice. That's okay. All right. I'm a little bit happy. I just find it so interesting. This is, like, really an insight into the various NFTs, like proper art NFTs, what people think of when they talk about NFTs. <laughs> this is crazy. Doodles. Yeah. You heard it here first. 10,000 individual hand-drawn NFT characters. <laughs> you thought I was going to say hand-drawn doodles. Um, influenced by kids. Oh, no, that's bad. Um, kids drawings kids drawings (laughs) a group of unknown artists came up with the concept to enliven the nft area and foster nostalgia (laughs) every doodle has a special quality and exclusivity (laughs) i love what they're doing there just change your name it's just because you have a dirty brain no the word doodles pretty common (laughs) i think but it is cool i like the idea of taking like really that sort of basic kid art and turning into nft that's cool (laughs) All right, Sandbox, uh, a game where users may design, explore, and make money off their virtual landscapes and experiences. Is that the Sandbox? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. NFTs are used in the game to symbolize assets, land, and avatars. The game is a component of the metaverse movement. And fe- yeah, we know what that yep. is. Yeah, and features a marketplace and money. So yeah, it's just so. sandbox. So you can buy yep. NFTs for real estate and everything else. Yeah, okay. We're we'll yep. across that. And the next Last one. Ones. Decentraland! Decentraland. <laughs> All right. A virtual world and experience creation. Explora- hang on. Exploration. Ex- a virtual world and experience creation, exploration, and trading game for participants. NFTs are used in the game to symbolize assets, land, and avatars. So, just similar. It's just another yeah. metaverse. It's just metaverse um, uses NFTs. Decentraland and Sandbox are kind of the two big ones. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you can purchase NFTs in there as part of that. So, just say, hey, this is my land. This is my avatar. These are my Nikes. Whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, that was the top 10 major sort of NFT arty things. Hasn't really changed. No, not too much. No. Like, Board 8 Yacht Club, CryptoPunks are still all the way up there. Yeah. Like, the main metaverse platforms we just said at the end. Yeah, Sandbox Decentraland. Not couple much of, changes. A couple of, like, random interesting ones, like, in the centre. Like, as yeah. you said, like, the kids' drawings one and the coffee theme stuff. Yeah, that's um, cool. I've seen other ones come through. Like, there was, a, like, a women's empowerment one that came through, I think, six months or so ago, yeah. a year ago. Like, so, I think they vary. Like, yeah. which ones are popular at it's, the time? Yeah, it's still very... Oh, sorry, I almost knocked over the stand. It's also <laughs> very much a... It's still a pop culture thing, isn't it? Mass- massively. It's... Yeah, there's no... Besides, like, what we talked about with, like, the logistics mm. and those usages of NSTs, all this big money in NFTs is just the cool factor. Yeah, that's why I thought it was interesting, like, starting with one which is, like, literally an artist sort of playing with NFT technology and yeah. little art to these last, like, the list of the top ten, the ones making money. Yeah. So much of the, like, these ones that are making money rely so much on, like, social media and popularity and, like, rumours and, yeah. I don't know, hype, I guess, is the word yeah and it's interesting because it's such a different concept to like a musician or even an influencer on social you can still it's still a person there's still a living thing even if it's a music you can no matter how much talk or like publicity they have at the end of the day they'll make a song Mm. and you'll be like ah that's a pretty cool song i'll listen to it but just these little nfts that sit on your phone yeah like they're not i know that some of like christie's and some of the galleries are buying some of them yeah but they're still yeah, it's quite interesting. That and especially space. the ones like there's some like you know the coffee one said that they're trying to like, they put the money back into um, helping yeah. farmers and stuff. But the ones that kind of don't, part of me is a little bit like your your whole business model is based just on like FOMO and hype. 
and yeah. you're, you're literally just making money off playing that or against people's like that fear Emotions, of missing yeah. out and yeah oh don't get me wrong fair business business is business it's but smart it's but just, I don't see the it's not it's, a long game no it's not it's sustainable a, it's, it's not giving anything back to the world really is it yeah, yeah <laughs> you might be massive in 24 but we won't know your name in 25 kind of stuff yeah it's it's an interesting one yes. alright uh, we shall move on yes to let's move on NFT books so I did a fair mm. bit of research on NFT books and didn't find anything uh, except this one thing it's that fair. I'm about to talk about it's been about. pretty quiet I think uh, yeah, books.io, and there's another one which I can't remember off the top of my head are the only real things like this. in yeah. the market that are Creo-tokia, kind of... Tokyo, I think something like that. That's like Yeah, a... that's the other one, sorry. Uh, and I'll talk about that at the end. But first, I will talk about this because this mm. is kind of cool. So, VV or VV or however that's pronounced, <laughs> V-E-V-E, digital, uh, was named Deloitte's number one business in the Deloitte's Fast 50 Awards with a 1,239% profit growth. Woo! Yes, they are doing well. We'll get into it. So, founded in 2018 by David Yu and Dan Crothers, I'll call it VV, was created for collectors, by collectors, to bring premium licensed digital collectibles and comics to the mass market. Mm. So, it's quite different. It's quite interesting. Uh, The inaugural drop of VV was the 100 Todd McLaren, or the number 100 Todd McFarlane Batman from the famed Batman Black and White series. So, we're talking comic books here. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I think uh, Todd McFarlane, sorry for pronouncing that, a very famous comic book artist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, since then, uh, VV has released iconic limited edition collectibles, including Spider-Man, Darth Vader, Green Lantern, Miles Morales, and the Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse partners statue. Uh, VV offers fully readable digital comics with the original covers and VV exclusive cover variants for Grail comics, such as The Incredible Hulk, uh, Amazing mm. Fantasy, the first appearance of Spider-Man, Uncanny X-Men, Avengers, uh, and many more spanning from the golden age to the modern age. This is very clever just because I feel yeah. like comic books are already such a collectible item. Yes. It, well, it gets better, actually. <laughs> so I, I think it might mention it here. But uh, with over 8 million NFTs sold, VV is the largest mobile-first digital collectibles platform and one of the top-grossing entertainment apps in the Google and Apple stores. Mm. You can buy, sell, and play with your VV Digital Collectibles on your smartphone, take your digital comic collection with you wherever you go, and read comics online on the app, uh, the VV app. Mm. Uh, VV's augmented reality photo mode allows collectors to interact with every digital collectible and share their favourites on VV's in-app social feed or on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and X, which is now Twitter. Mm. Uh, and they also recently, just this week or last week, partnered with Sesame Street to do something there as well. So I think this is really good because not only do you have the NFT of the comic, mm. you get to, besides reading it, it has other stuff. There's like alternate covers. You can pull it up mm. in VR. You can actually play with it. Yeah. And Because they don't just have comics. They, actually, they also have like toys and collectibles and all sorts of other little things yeah. you can get. So it's not just something that sits in your wallet. <laughs> no, it's not. It's an actual thing. You're probably going to pull out, if you're on an iPad mini or something, you can read it. Or if you're on your iPad, you can look through it and pull up VR and pretend your character's out there. You can do a That's lot, cool. or AR, sorry, uh, and do a lot with it. So it's 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 a lot more bang for your buck to own an NFT. Yeah, well, it's, just it makes so much sense to me because like yeah. one of the main, I guess, analogies of NFTs is about like um, collector cards and how yeah. people use. Like, baseball collector cards or something. You yeah, pay exactly. heaps for like some sort of rare one. Yeah. And that's exactly what some of these art NFTs that we're talking about are Yeah, and stuff. So it's playing directly into that, moved into the comic book market, which like, you know, yeah. yeah if you massive. have like a mint, like first appearance of Spider-Man 
comics. Yeah, it's going to be worth something. <laughs> so yeah. now they've gone, why don't we actually make digital ones, yeah. which are also just as rare then. Yes. But you can play with them, as you yeah, said. Yeah, exactly. It's a thing. Like, obviously, mm. with a comic book, it's got to stay in that seal and it's got to be all looked after. Yeah, you can't touch this, it. This, you just own it. You can drop your phone. You can. You could probably actually read it because those physical hard copy ones, yeah, exactly. you aren't touching that thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's a well-played. <laughs> and with lots of the other things in the app, there's, there's lots of, like, toys and virtual mm. other things you can get besides the comic books. Yeah, so it's playing right into the, like, it's the very well done, market yeah. and the and fan And I said base. they just got Sesame Street stuff. So I think there's a Cookie Monster limited edition um, book and VR thing. It'll become like those, like, what are those big bobblehead vinyl pop things? Yeah, vinyl pops. Yeah, they, they became yeah. like a giant collectible. That's crazy. Yes. Just how those things. And so, yeah, now it's like, well, now yeah. there's digital so comics with the toys So I see this going somewhere. It's a New Zealand-based company as well. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, so they've, they've done quite well. And being able to share it straight to social media stuff. So people, like fans being able to yes. show and be proud of, like, you know, show it off to other people. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah, they, like they've done a very. Do this is more. You know, we just <laughs> literally talked about what do I do with my board ape. Yeah. This is oh, I can actually do something with my comic book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually get value from it, and then I can continue to get value from it. There you go. Yeah. Like that's cool. Yes. Shows but, you the variability across the NFT market, though, yes. doesn't it? Because yeah, yes. we covered a wide range of stuff. Just yes, then. we did. Um, <laughs> so besides this, NFT books are still very much in their infancy, and the publishing industry in general lag several years behind things like the art and music industries. Mm. So only time will tell if NFT books was just a fad or they will be stable for future readers and collectors because I really yeah. couldn't find much else. No, because I always had intentions of like a wanting to release Age of Mother Other at the same time as an NFT. Yeah. But I just the stuff's not really just not thing. really there yet. And so I was like, mm, there's probably... I don't, I, there was a couple of famous people sort of releasing their books as NFTs on Books.io. Yeah. The other thing is they've released, and it's been quite popular, a lot of the classics. Yeah, I know um, that. Because they're collectibles, released. right? Exactly, they're collectibles. <laughs> but now they're sort of like, well, mm. we've released them all. What next? Yeah, that's what like, I've noticed. How yeah. do you get it to be like an actual book market or library thing. Yeah, style yeah. thing. So I just, I don't think yeah. it's there. I think it's going to be pretty slow burn on NFT books. Yeah, me too. But, so uh, yes. But yeah, that was NFTs though. Yes. Wasn't it? There's so many and yes. there's so many different variations. Yes. People are playing with it in different ways. Um, I also, we didn't go deep because we're out of time, but NFT music as yeah. well. It's kind of it's, dying a little it bit. It is dying it? a lot. There was a last fortnight, a big concert in... Roblox or Decentraland. Mm. One of them had their big music concert with 80 performers. Um, and there was NFTs for that, but it wasn't... It's probably more like really, a utility NFT. I couldn't even NFT find much more. about it either. Yeah. So I don't know how big it was. It's probably like an NFT act to get access to it. So it's almost like the yeah. NFT is the ticket to the music event. Yeah, but metaverse. besides that, same NFT music's not really... Yeah. Again, it's why. I can just listen to well, songs on my Apple or Spotify. They're so big these days. I don't so that's like, like that other no one point. closed, the Australian one, which we talked about a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember seeing um, that. There's one or two still out there, but they're just, I think it's too far gone. Music's in such a different place. Yeah. And the industry that owns it's too successful to give that up. So it's just like, why would I have that? Yeah. It's like, I can, I'll just keep. You'd playing. have to like tap into, I think, instead of like a. Instead of trying to like mimic the streaming services, it's yeah. almost more like you need to be mimicking the like vinyl record collectors. Yes, you need to be doing like here's this one off special mm. edition album 
and there's only a hundred copies of it. Yeah, that's and what you, you need to get be that doing. On Spotify or Apple Music yeah. or you can't just make a listen SoundCloud. to our app and yeah. the songs. It's yeah, I think the music industry is facing bigger issues than NFTs. Yep, <laughs> they're so a bit distracted. We won't talk about that, but uh, that is our NFT yeah. update. That's quite a long episode. So actually. there's still. They're still there. They're still happening. Yeah. There's a lot. Like I think it's definitely more interesting the ones that are starting to cross over into real world. Yeah. Super interested in so like practical application for NFTs, yeah. the logistics side of the house, and that definitely interesting. Well, not interesting. It's very boring. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think it's one of those things that's like you know it, they're going to be around, and that's going to be something that's going to be part of our future, probably without us really knowing. Yeah. So it's super. I'm super keen to see how they get used in the real world. Yeah. yeah, which is always the way. It starts off popular culture. It's cool. It's hip, but then it's got to find its way down into the boring stuff. Which the, yeah, is, the means every day to day gets work. Yeah, everyone wants used. to be cool until the you know they got to cook dinner and stuff. Right? I'm like, ah, damn it, I need to do actual things now in yeah. the real world. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm done. Done. <laughs> Next fortnight. Yeah. Is our Christmas special. Christmas. So we'll, I think we're going to do a bit of a recap yeah. uh, of the year. What's happened. Oh, that's a good idea. Our um, favorite, bit of our favorites, maybe. Yeah, we'll do some we'll of that. Um, talk like about that. what worked, what didn't work this year for us. Yeah, that's a good. Um, idea. How many times Andy Mac managed to injure himself? These sorts of things. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, <laughs> hey, settle down, old lady. Uh, and we'll do that. We won't do our goals for next year, even no. though we have our team meeting uh, this week. I think we'll save that for next year. Yeah, that, we'll start off next year with our what are we doing this year? Yep. Um, so yeah, until then. Yeah. Go, Go buy, buy my book. book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might get a copy of it sometime. In but so buy an ebook as well, so you can read it. And yeah, the ebooks are copy. getting delivered straight away. Yes. So you can read it straight away. Um, but head to um https. I don't know why I'm doing this first part. I shouldn't I, have. Yeah. Ignore that bit. Books to read. dot com slash agent mother other. Why we did go. I start with that? Other I thing? don't know. That was silly. I don't know. <laughs> For all the grandmas out there. Oh, it's no. secure. It's HTTPS. It's very secure. But books to read. dot com agent mother other. Yeah. Two is a number two. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, head to our website invokecreations.com. That'll have got- all of our socials on there. I yeah, think. it's got our links to everything, and it has a link as well to um, the books to read thing, so you can find my books. Yeah, it's got and our you can see all up. our stuff. You can sign up, get the newsletters, get access to our free chapters that have still come out. So you can still yes. read the shittier version of Agent Mother Other. Yes, it's there for free if you yes. like it, and just the shit version of Star Agent. <laughs> there isn't a better version yet. There will be next year, and we'll talk exactly. about that. Exactly, and then you could also be like free shittier version available yeah, exactly. for free. One day. Yeah, before I changed half of it and made it better. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. And awesome. follow us on socials. We're out there. You'll find us. Yeah. If you listen to this, you already know who we are. Exactly. So go say hi. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Uh, until next time, stay dangerous. Bye.